The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, today, I hope you have a cold shower ready, wherever you are, (laughs) because today we're going to be talking about a rather sexy topic, um, or lack thereof, depending upon how you look at it. Erectile dysfunction, actually, it's, it's not, I mean, you know, this is, this is going to be a very personal story of my guest, and it's not a funny story, and it's not a funny topic, but you know, I've learned over the years in working with countless patients that um, the way to get through a lot of this, uh, things that are challenging or difficult or depressing or whatever, is to be able to make some fun of yourself. So it is not with, with any disrespect to anyone, because this is a problem. Um, erectile, well, let me, the, the name of the show, today's show is Erectile Dysfunction from the Woman's Side of the Bed. So erectile dysfunction and low libido is still a taboo topic. You only hear about it on late night ads for clinics or for cures, so-called cures. Um, And so what my guest is someone who has um, experienced this. Uh, Erectile dysfunction is not just a problem for men, but for the women who love them. And she is one of those women. Um, and her, she has just written a book called Erectile Dysfunction, A Woman's Story of Coping and Hoping. So, uh, TJ Allen, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Now, I, I, the book just came out relatively recently, didn't it? Yes, it did. Back in August, I believe. Okay. So have you been doing a bunch of media interviews? Um, no. <laughs> Is this the first one? Yes, it will be the first one. That's yep. so interesting mm-hmm. because um, if this topic is too hot to handle. For, for I think a lot of people um, probably wouldn't know what to do with you. But I, but since <laughs> I put my guests on the couch, I'm sure we're going to be able to get through this just fine and to help a lot of people by your coming forward and telling your story. You know, people do hear about ED as a man's problem. Um, and certainly it is a man's problem, but it is also a woman's problem, especially the woman who loves a man who has this problem. That That is correct, you know, because I, um, you know, I've, you know, patience is a virtue, believe me, you know. And and it uh, it pays to uh, try and be patient with a situation, and as a result, uh, sometimes that doesn't pay off. Sometimes they get more and more frustrated, and then, of course, you yourself um, 
as, you know, that woman who loves this man, you know, um, you know, gets frustrated also. So, um, I'm very lucky, um, today that I'm not divorced. Um, even though, uh, last year at this time, I, you know, that wasn't necessarily the case. It was leading down a very bad road, but. Okay. Um, well, let's, yeah. let's start from the beginning. Um, let's start with, with, you know, who you were before you got married and how you wound up picking this man to begin with. Um, before I got married, this time, I was married twice before. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, I was also, and they were uh, both military men and um, with uh, great bodies, um, uh, great sex drives, etc. you know. Um, so when... Uh, my present husband and I met, we were actually a blind date. So um, on that blind date, I pretty much, uh, you know, let him know that, listen, uh, you know, I'm one of those women who uh, at the age of uh, 28 uh, is kind of starved a little bit for sexual attention and, uh, you know, um, that's my expectation. And, mm-hmm. um, and... You know, the relationship went from there, but uh, after four months, it actually went downhill, and well, we broke up, so. Well, wait, wait, what, what, do you, what happened after you said, this is what you said on the first date, this blind date, you tell yes. us. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that isn't date. enough yeah. to give him performance anxiety and, and ED? <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what, but you said for the first four months, it was, it was good. Is that what you meant? Yes, yes it, was, it was just fine, um, but uh, then... The crowding started, you know. He started to crowd me a little bit, and mm. um, I was like, hey, you need to just, you know, back off a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm not telling you to go away, which he took it as go away because, you know, um, men sometimes, uh, you know, take, a, you know, a little bit of uh, uh, that as rejection, even though it, I didn't mean it as right. rejection at the time. You know, at all. You know, right. I just said, you know, uh, going to school, working, and taking care of my niece. Um, uh, you know, I was a little burned out from a little bit of everything at that time. And this was, you know, like um, three and four months into the relationship. And he took it the wrong way. And, you know, out the door he went, you know. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but uh, a year later, uh, we ran into each other again at a storage uh, facility um, where, you know, he was, you know, putting away Christmas decorations and I was in my bin. And uh, from there, to re- you, know, our, you know, we rekindled pretty much our friendship, you know, for uh, six, seven months. And then from there, um, we actually uh, started dating uh-huh. once, once again. So, you know, the relationship you know, fizzled, and then, you know, it started, uh, you know, uh, we went much slower this time, and, um, you know, and from there, we wound up getting uh, married a year and a half later, but uh, the the thing was, um, he understood this time around that, uh, you know, um, sex was, uh, you know, a big uh, part of who I am. You know, and what I want and my uh, expectation out of, 
a third marriage. Um, well, did your um, in your first two marriages, did they end because of something related to sex? Because of a sexual, um, because you, you and your first yes. two husbands had different sex drives. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Yep. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. So um, you know my. Uh, you know, first husband um, accused me all the time of um, having relations with others just because I was, um, you know, I wanted to experiment with, uh, you know, uh, you know, a few different uh, positions and um, uh, environment, etc. And you know, I the accusation started to fly, which was uh, unusual which um, led to a little uh, physical violence, and so therefore, you know, I got out before uh, one of us really got uh, injured or, or hurt in any way. So in other words, he thought that if you wanted to try these different positions and environments and so on, that you must have been learning this from other guys? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, and what happened in the second marriage? And in the second marriage, it was, um, everything was terrific, but uh, all of a sudden, you know, he, after we got married, he wanted to uh, settle down, have kids, instead of, uh, you know, going through uh, school and um, doing what he had promised to do, which is get his education, uh, before we ever, you know, um, talked about... um, you know, having um, children and starting a family, and Uh because education meant uh, that much to me, Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, you know, so from there, um, you know, I gave him an ultimatum of go back to school just to, for one class, or, you know, I'm I'm walking out the door, because that, this isn't what I signed on for, and, um, you know, as a result, he said no, and I said, (laughs) thanks, but no thanks, and, um, you know, walked away. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Now, did so. you, um, when you were growing up, what kind of relationship did you have with your father? Um, didn't. You know, my parents were divorced when uh, I was five years old, and I was raised by a couple a couple years by my um, grandparents, and then my mom remarried again when I was ten. And then at the age of 10, uh, we moved to from uh, New Orleans to uh, uh, South Florida, and um, I've been here, you know, since, you know. But, uh, um, but, but no, I didn't have a relationship with my uh, father. Your biological you know. father, just after, after your parents got divorced, he just disappeared? Yeah, pretty much. You know, he did his own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never, I never really saw him again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do see how that, well, a, a woman's relation, a little girl's relationship with her father is the most important determinant of what her relationships will be like when she grows up, when she starts to date and get married and all of that. So, um, just FYI, yeah. <laughs> we can get back to that. Okay. But, um, so, so getting back to the, the current husband, um, the one that you wrote the book about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so when you met, when you got you got married after, a year and a half after you had started dating for the second time, mm-hmm. and um, and and when you walked down the aisle, now you said that you you said I do simply to get a sex puppet. Well, you know, to me, um, at the time, you know, um, sex was everything, and personally, I you know really didn't think. Uh, 
too far in the future because of the failure of my first two marriages. And um, so, therefore, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say yes just because. Yeah, just because you had the guts to ask. And, and honestly, that's exactly why I did say I do. Just well, because you had the, you know, um, sense to ask. Uh-huh. You know, so. and, um, well, did you ever feel like you were in love with any of these th- three husbands? Oh, yes. All of oh, them? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Each um, of them? Um, the first and the second, without a doubt. You know, because we, we, um, we clicked very, very, very well. Um, it's just that the first one and I grew apart, mm-hmm. you know, because we were high school sweethearts, mm-hmm. and we grew apart um, with um, separate uh, career goals and all. Mm-hmm. And then the second one decided that if I joined um, the FBI, um, he was not going to follow in my career, which was um, very uh, heartbreaking and um a little uh, disturbing, you know, for me because I really never expected um, to hear those words, you know, because to me, you know, what's yours is mine and what's mine mm-hmm. is yours, and I believe in equality. I don't believe in, uh, you know, one person caring, you know, necessarily another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, at the same time, you know, that was um, very difficult for me to... Uh, you know, deal with, you yeah. know, and, well, um, and and just heartbreaking, you know, sort of speak, so. Yes, mm-hmm. and okay, and that's, and then we're going to, well, we need to take a break now, but when we come back, we will start back again with, with your current husband and, okay. and what this book is all about, which is called Erectile Dysfunction, A Woman's Story of Coping and Hoping. My guest is T.J. Allen. Stay tuned. We're talking about erectile dysfunction from the woman's side of the bed. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. 
And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about erectile dysfunction from the woman's side of the bed. My guest is T.J. Allen. She is the author of Erectile Dysfunction, A Woman's Story of Coping and Hoping. And T.J., as you've already begun to hear, is not your stereotypical woman with a headache or too tired for sex. Instead, her new husband, who we're about to talk about, uh, to continue talking about now, uh, turned out to be the one who wasn't in the mood, at least not as often as she was. So, um, TJ, let's get back to that. You're walking down the aisle with husband number three. Um, you said he had the guts to ask. <laughs> it's a good thing. Uh, I mean, if, I, I bet if men knew that that's all they had to do, you probably would have had more suitors. Um, but what were you feeling when when you were walking down the aisle with Mister with husband number three? Um, I mean, you you had said before that husband one and two, they were military men, they had great bodies, they were into sex, except until the relationship started falling apart. Um, so what were you feeling for husband number three? Oh, um, at that time, you know, everything was, uh, you know, my feelings were uh, very uh, into, you know, him, into what uh, could be in the future, Um you know, I was aroused, um, you know, um, I, you know, seeing him in a tux, tuxedo at the time and in my colors of black, red, and white, you know, um, hey, I, uh, you know, er- everything was perfect, you know, okay. as far as I was concerned at that time, yes. Okay, so then what happened? Um, and then from there, you know, things, uh, you know, uh when we moved in together, because we never lived together prior to um, getting married, uh-huh. not like I had with my past, you know, uh-huh. spouses. Um, but uh, um, you know, he within uh, you know three to four months, he became uh, you know uh, very lackadaisy, very uh, you know couch potato type, very um, you know cuddly and. Uh, I, um, you know, I kind of lost it, uh, you know, about the sixth month of our marriage. Probably probably was November or December because we were married in June. And I just told him plain and simple, listen, you're not here for just a cuddle toy. You're here to, you know, um, you know, take care of my, um, you know, passion and take care of my satisfaction and, you know, uh, put out or get out, you know. And I kind of... You know, living on the third floor of an apartment, um, I don't know that anybody in the apartment complex probably didn't hear <laughs> hear it when I um, unloaded um, the way I did. But, um, you know, uh, and he just looked at me and he's like, he's like, no, I'm staying. And I'm like, okay, then you're going to do, you know, then you're going to have sex at least three times a week, I said, because you're not here and, um, you know, not very experienced either, you know, to where, you know, uh, you can just, uh, you know, expect me to, you know, take, uh, you know, the bull by the horns and uh, just, uh, you know, take care of myself, okay? So uh, you have to participate and assist, you know, so uh, um, from there... But wait, I presume you had a satisfactory sex life before, even though you weren't living together, before you got married, so what do you think happened to him that um, that he wasn't as interested, that his, his sex drive went down? Oh, I think he just got um, comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, yeah, I think it was just the comfort thing of, uh, okay, you know, kind of like coming home and, uh, relaxing, um, you know, grabbing a beer or whatever and, uh, just, uh, sitting on the couch and just, oh well. You know, mm-hmm. um, you well, know, did you and, wonder, did you ask him, did you, did you wonder whether, I mean, a lot of women in the, in those, in that situation, uh, the first thing they do is to ask themselves, um, is there something, why doesn't he, why isn't he attracted to me anymore? Did I gain weight? Did I, you know, what did I do? What did I change? Um, or did I change so that he's not attracted to me anymore? Like most women would blame themselves. Did you go through that? Actually, you know, no. I did not, you know, because uh, I, number one, uh, kept myself fit because of my um, position um, with uh, my public servant, uh, you know, uh, position, you know, my job. And um, I, you know, there was no time to sit back, get fat and, uh, you know, um, you know, just eat and sleep, you know, that that wasn't who I was. And, uh-huh. um you know, I'm I'm very active. Uh, you know, at some point, uh, my coworkers probably say I'm very hyperactive, and um, so I never once thought that I, you know, had a problem. No. Well, did he so, say? Did he did he blame you? Did he say something about you're too, or did, like did he say you're too demanding or you're too, you know? Um, no, critical. because I think he's too. Um, I think he was too probably taken back by the fact that I, uh, you know, yelled at him, you know. Uh So, and I think uh, in order to just um, diffuse the situation, um, it was, uh, you know, uh, time to compromise and just say, okay, I'm I'm going to try, you know, harder and, um, you know, uh, you know, give you what you want. Okay. And I'm like, okay, you know, because... uh, you know, him being 34 and me being 30, uh, you know, here you are in the in our in our prime, right. you know, years. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, this isn't going to cut it. So, okay. uh, you know, so it was easier for me to put him on the spot within the first six months <laughs> rather than wait, you know, years, yeah. you know, to actually attack it because that um, that I didn't want to do because I didn't want to waste my time in another relationship, another marriage, um, to where yes. I wasn't getting um, my yes. satisfaction. So. Okay, yes. So what mm-hmm. happened next? And next, uh, things went uh, quite smoothly. You know, I got um, what I wanted, you know, uh, at the, the minimum of three times a week. And, um, you know, we uh, uh, purchased a home and we planned... Um, you know, to uh, attempt to conceive a child. And uh-huh. uh, and so all that planning went into, you know, effect. And, um, of course, uh, the preparation for getting pregnant, now that kind of, you know, uh, took him back a little bit because I, um, I insisted on him putting out um, when I was ready to uh, uh, attempt to uh, conceive, mm-hmm. um for him to uh, go every single day. <laughs> uh huh. And so, of course, you know when uh, when uh, I think the only there are only uh, two times that I actually let him, you know, not um, 
you know, have sex during that time period. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, um, and that was because his grandmother was in the hospital. Um, so I was at least uh, understanding, you know, about that, <laughs> if you want to call it that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, because I would even come home at lunchtime to, uh, uh-huh. um, you know, because we worked odd shifts because he worked shift work. Um, you know, he was two to two, and I worked, um, you know, um, eight to five at the time. And uh, so I'd come home at lunchtime and have afternoon delight and then go back to work. So, um, so it wasn't. Did you wind up getting pregnant? Yes, I did. Yes, I did, and um, wrote a book on that too. Uh huh. Okay. Uh Yeah. And so then then what? When did the problem? So did the when did the problem start? I mean, things were kind of yeah. The problems didn't start until um, let's see. It is two thousand. Fourteen, so that would be about four years ago. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's been um, recent that um, the problems seem to have begun. And how know, did they be? How did they begin? Um, well, first, you know, you know, it's a little um, loss of interest uh, due to the fact that uh, he, um, you know, gained um, a lot of weight. Mm. And, um, you know, had some health issues and, and I just, um, coached them along, you know, trying to get him, you know, healthy and trying to get him to see that, you know, he needed to, uh, maintain a healthier lifestyle, you know, um, Mm -hmm. especially if he wanted to see, um, you know, the graduation of his Mm -hmm. child from, Mm -hmm. you know, high school. Right. So, um... And so his, a lot of things with his health, uh, probably brought him down a little bit with, um, and made him what I termed as a little bit on the depressed, you know, side. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and speaking with my doctors, you know, they were like, Tina, just, you know, work with him and, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't overpress him and, you know, he will, he'll come out of this and, so, you know, I had the backing of, you know, my supporters. Right. And I said, you know what? You know, women have to go through menopause. So maybe this is just one of his, uh, you know, his male menopause going on. Mm-hmm. That, that we women like to term something that uh, doesn't exist. But, <laughs> but you know, put a, put a name on it anyway. Um, and so I uh, was just... Uh, I, you know, I was nice about it, and I Well, is was, that when the stripper poles and sex toys came out? Yes, yes, it is. And yeah. that's when I said, okay, then let me get a little inventive here. Let me go to the um, video store, and let me get some videos. Let me get some... Uh, let me look at the sex swings. Let me look at the stripper pole. Let me look at the, uh, um, you know, sex toys and creams and, you know, all of the above. You know, pretty much a whole kit worth of mm-hmm. goodies um, to try and uh, spice up, you know, things. And, of course, you know, it's not that they didn't work. Um, they did work to a point where, uh, you know, it was, um, uh, it was um, uh, usually holidays, birthdays, you know, that uh, were a lot of fun. You know, and we had a great time. And with my work schedule and with having a child and um, 
elementary school and then um, middle school, you know, time kind of flew by. So you didn't, um, I didn't think about the uh, lack of passion as much. And, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, I got to the point where, uh, you know what, I'm getting frustrated. Okay, and I think <laughs> we need to take another break, so uh, so there's going to be more frustration until we come back. But um, this is a good place to break off and, and continue. When we come back, my guest is T.J. Allen. Her book is called Erectile Dysfunction, A Woman's Story of Coping and Hoping. And you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about erectile dysfunction from the woman's side of the bed. And the woman today is T.J. Allen. She's the author of Erectile Dysfunction, A Woman's Story of Coping and Hoping. And before we go back to T.J.'s story, um, I just want to talk a little bit for um, about ED, er- erectile dysfunction, um, which, of course, is different from low libido, although some of the same things that cause erectile dysfunction um, can cause low libido to start off with, and then, you know, it can progress. Um, but basically, low libido is just decreased interest in having sex, whereas erectile dysfunction is the inability to get or keep an erection um, firm enough or suitable enough to have sexual intercourse. Now, I just want to go through some of the things because TJ has already mentioned some of them um, that were happening to her third husband, uh, the current husband, that can cause ED. I mean, this I, I just want to say for anybody who's, for any women who are uh, in love with a man who has this problem, any women, any men who are listening who have this problem or are worried about this problem, you know, maybe have had a couple of episodes and are worrying whether this is going to be um, a more uh, common occurrence 
for them. Um, th- this is not a death sentence. I mean, it's not. There are there are definite things besides Viagra or in addition to Viagra that can help with this problem. But the prob- the real problem is that so many men are so embarrassed um, and are in denial that they don't go and they don't go soon enough to get help. There's so- there are different estimates of how many men are suffering from ED, and of course it's hard to know the real estimate because. Um, because most, so many men don't, don't go to their doctor or don't tell anyone that they're having this problem. Um, they just stop having sex and, you know, <laughs> um, which is a really unfortunate choice to go for the rest of your life not having sex because you don't want to, you're too embarrassed to go to a doctor who can help with this problem. Um, which would be either a physical doctor, you know, a urologist starting out with an internist or a family doctor and then going to a specialist um, to find out whether the problem is physical or mental and then going to, and so, uh, most of the time it's a combination of both, and so then going to a psychiatrist as well as going to um, a doctor who can help with whatever the physical problem is. But there's some, uh, one estimate is that there's over 30 million men in the U.S., who have uh, erectile dysfunction, and this is certainly a an underestimate because again, th- there's there are so many people who aren't um, admitting it in a way that can be that they can be taken account of. So some of the the causes, um, some of the medical or physical causes of erectile dysfunction are diabetes, high blood pressure, hardening of the arteries, or atherosclerosis, uh, surgery for prostate or bladder problems that kind of goes a little awry, um, uh, chronic illness, pain, chronic pain, um, then, of course, lifestyle issues, like TJ was mentioning, being overweight. Um, not only can that affect a man's uh, self-image and, and affect um, sexual performance that way, but just generally, physically, you know, um, having problems because of being obese. Uh, cigarette smoking, which causes cardiovascular problems, um, alcohol, being too tired, and then of course the um, there are medications that can get in the way, like um, well before that there the psych- some of the psychological issues are depression, as TJ was saying, um, stress, anxiety, including performance anxiety, anger, self image issues, decreased self esteem, and now with depression that's a little tricky because not only can depression cause problems with performance, but some antidepressants, not all, some, and there are plenty of antidepressants that don't cause ED, so you just have to, you know, if that's a side effect that you're getting, you just tell your psychiatrist and they find a different antidepressant. Um, also, medications uh, that, can, that can cause ED um, are, pro- are medications for blood pressure, medications for pain, street drugs like marijuana and coke and amphetamines, you know. Colorado has just made marijuana legal. <laughs> we'll see how many uh, new cases of ED there are <laughs> in Colorado. I'm, I'm against it being legal um, because for a number of reasons, but that's another show. But in any case, um, we'll, we'll see if there's uh, an, an increase in frustrated women in Colorado. Um, and, so, and, and the treatment for ED, there are specific drugs, you know, of course, the best known is Viagra, but there are so many others by now. Uh, hormones can often be an issue and that that can be the cure. Um, there are physical devices that can be used, different kinds of devices to, to get an erection. So, I mean, there's a whole um, tool chest, so to speak, <laughs> of uh, 
to fix one's tool. Um, so it's not, you know, it's the, the answer isn't to just figure, I don't want to be embarrassed. And, I mean, that's what happens. Men don't, after it happens a few times, um, men will develop performance anxiety, which then contributes to ED. And then um, they don't want to be embarrassed, so they just give up trying to have sex altogether. And that is not, that is not the answer. So I just wanted to make sure that I got all out all of this information so that anyone who is being affected by this currently or knows someone who is um, or loves someone who is, like TJ, um, that you will know what to do and, and how you really should go get help. So now let's get back to TJ's story. We left off. Um, with husband number three, where um, where TJ was on the stripper pole <laughs> and playing with the sex toys, <laughs> and those were having a limited amount of success, and then what? Um, from there, you know, uh, the drinking didn't stop, mm-hmm. and the uh, weight gain didn't exactly stop either. So I... Um, I said, well, you know what, you know, it might be time for you to go see a doctor, mm. which isn't um, words that men like to hear, you know, from their spouses. Um, but, uh, you know, so he was a little uh, embarrassed, as you mentioned, and, um, you know, felt there's nothing wrong with me, and, uh, you know, it, it now it's all you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. You know, I'm... I am I am working as hard as I can, you know, as a one person to um, make you understand that, uh, you know, there's a tiny problem here. You know, it it, it doesn't have to be astronomical. You know, uh, uh, you know, there's a tiny problem. I mean, it could be just weight. It could be um, drinking. It could be um, a number of things. So, you know, I of course downplayed it. You know, because embarrassment wasn't what I was after, you know. I was after, you know, more, you know, sexual attention, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, uh, you know, he would, uh, you know, his penis would erect and then within a few minutes, uh, you know, go back down. And I'm like, uh, okay. And uh, then he'd have to work, you know, we'd have to work together, you know, for a uh, quite a few minutes to um, get the penis back erect to where he could at least um, try and have uh, an orgasm, and sometimes he would, and then sometimes it would be, um, you know, um, lost, you know, erection altogether. And I was like, okay, you know, we'll, you know, we'll try again, you know, another time because, you know, like my doctors had, you know, advised me it's says work with him, Tina, work with him, you know, and I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, I'll I will continue to be patient because I've got, you know, other things going on anyway. And um uh then you know, the the past two years things got, you know, worse and worse. You know, even though, you know, the weight, you know, came off, um and you know, he uh, he didn't drink as much. Um, it almost seemed like the damage uh, might, you know, be done, sort of mm. speak. So from there, I said, you know, you might want to try, um, you know, testosterone shots. I said because uh, you know that works for some people, you know, better than a pill um, format because um, he had already tried the pills and 
you know, um, not to a whole lot of avail, you know, and, uh, you know, so I just said, you know, uh, you know, you know, consider it, uh, you know, and then talk to your closest buds if you want, but, um, you know, you are getting older, you know. You well, was, was he going to a doctor? Well, no, he was only seeing a regular doctor, and he wasn't talking about, um, you know, um, erectile dysfunction a whole lot. I mean, he did ask the doctor for some Viagra. He did ask the doctor for um, a trial of Cialis, and, um, you know, he claimed that they worked, and... I said, okay, you know, if you're claiming that they work, you know, let's uh, let's find out together if if they work. And um, uh, you know, not that Viagra did not work. Um, Viagra did keep him, you know, erect and um, uh, you know, to stamina and all there for uh, a good hour. You know, so I'm not I'm not bashing. Um, you know, Viagra at all, you know, he, um, the only thing is when he would have his, um, uh, ejaculation, he, um, would, uh, his blood pressure would drop and, um, it would give him an excruciating headache thereafter, which is a side effect. I mean, it's mm. on, it's on the label and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a side effect, you know, it, it'll go away, you know, but, um, at least, you know, the performance was, um, you know, very satisfying, you know, for me, you know, yeah. um, and so I was like, Hey, you know, th- this was fun, you know, terrific, you know, and, you know, I'd be very complimentary and all, but, uh, you know, but he, he, uh, decided, you know, he didn't want to deal with, you know, the side effects of mm-hmm. it anymore. And that's when he switched over to Cialis, which, you know, sorry to say, um, did not work at all as far as I was concerned. And um, so, you know, um, he did break down finally and go see a specialist um, and did start receiving um, testosterone uh-huh. um, shots. And um, it did help. It did help. And um, which might be the reason we're still together today, you know, um, aside from going to see a uh, counselor. You did. You know. So wait, you did go to see a counselor. Oh yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Yes. How yes. how 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 long ago? I mean, how long have you been doing that? Um, we only made it to uh, three sessions. <laughs> and what happened after that? Um, well, I think I think that counselor kind of kind of gave up on me. You know, um, only because was it a uh, male counselor? No, it was female. And she, what, did she think that you were too demanding, expecting Yeah, too probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because she, she would call me afterwards, and she was like, she's like, Tina, you have to be nicer. And I'm like, I, I, you know what, I've spent, you know, 16 years being nice, okay? I said, now I just want back what, um or at least a little bit of what we had when we, um, you know, got married and and what the expectations were, you know, back then. Now that my child is older, going to be graduating high school, et cetera, I said, you know, if, if, if I can't have that back, I don't see this relationship going um, past my child, you know, um, you know graduating high school, uh-huh. you know. I said, because that's not fun anymore, you know. 
Okay, well, we need to take another break. <laughs> oh, yes, I can. Well, you know, it does become, well, we'll get back to that when we get back. Um, but it is, it is, it does, it is, it becomes a vicious cycle because it is hard to, um, you know, it is putting more pressure on the man, even though you sound like you were trying to be sensitive to that, but, but then that gets into performance anxiety and it, it just kind of starts going against itself, you know, being a downward spiral. But anyway, we will get back. We'll talk more about this with TJ. She is, TJ Allen is the author of Erectile Dysfunction, A Woman's Story of Coping and Hoping. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, having a very lively hour today with my guest, T.J. Allen. Her, she is the author of the new book, Erectile Dysfunction, A Woman's Story of Coping and Hoping, and this is her uh, media her media debut, so I'm um, I'm happy to <laughs> I'm happy to be having this. So you're a virgin, so to speak. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> In some ways. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So so before the break, we were talking about how um, you went to therapy for for three sessions, and the therapist was kind of getting on your case. Um, it's for being a little uh, telling you that you should be nicer, that you're being a little too hard on him. Um, and, you know, it, it, it does kind of get to the, to a larger issue even than just ED, which is that so many couples have, um, differences, um, different, um, different sexual appetites for various reasons. Um, and ED could be part of the problem or low libido on one person's side or the other person's side or, you know, just, um, just different expectations. And that is a problem that, that affects, uh, lots of couples. And, and, um, you know, I mean, if you, you actually couldn't have been any more direct about what you, 
expected from the beginning. I'm sure you've reminded him of that. I told you on our first blind date what I expected from this relationship. Um, you didn't. You didn't exactly hide what you what you wanted. But like, I don't know how much you want to go into this. But would you? I mean, he, he was, when you were saying at the end that he started blaming you, was he saying that you had too high a sexual appetite, that it wasn't that he was, um, or it wasn't just that he was having his problems, but that it was because you were too, you were oversexed? Well, probably, you know, uh, you know, um, you, it's hard to get inside of his, uh, you know, head to know exactly where he was coming from, but, uh, you know, to me at first, I thought it was a lo- loss of interest in me, you know, at that point. And I said, you know, it has been years, so, you know, uh, you know, it wouldn't be unusual. And he's like, no, that's not the problem at all. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, then, uh, try and tell me what the problem is. Well, yeah. I don't know what the problem is. And I said, that's why you need to go to a doctor and discuss yes. it with a doctor because, especially a male doctor, because maybe that'll, um, put you, uh, you know, in the same ballpark and the doctor can relate to you a little bit more, you know. And um, so finally, you know, like I say, it took a lot of uh, uh, coaching to try and get him to go to a doctor, you know, t- for the problem in itself, you know. Now, when you say a doctor, are you now talking about a a physical doctor or a psychiatrist, another a therapist? A physical doctor, a physical okay. doctor. And so that's uh-huh. when he was getting the testosterone shots. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you, um, you've contemplated having affairs to get your sexual needs met that way, but you haven't done that. What made you, how did you decide not to do that? Well, I just decided that I didn't want another problem on my hands. You know, um, and it's not the... Uh, uh, saying that other men would be a problem, uh, you know, sexually. No, that's not that. That's not it at all. I just didn't want extra baggage either, you know. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I've uh, made the mistake in the past of slipping up and saying the wrong name. Um, <laughs> so therefore, you don't want to uh, <laughs> put yourself in that predicament either. Uh-huh. And I just decided that. Uh, I just decided that, um, you know, uh, uh, an affair wasn't the answer. Um, the right answer was going to be, you know, um, either work this out or just go get divorced and then I can do my own thing thereafter, yeah. but not, um, you know, totally, um, you know, screw away the marriage, so to speak, uh, the way I did the past two marriages. Okay. So, therefore, because I, I already played that game. Yeah, I'd already played that game in the past, so I said, no, this isn't fair, you know, to him, you know, Mm -hmm. and and still looking, you know, at the person that, you know, I conceived the child with. I said, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, listen, there's more here than just that, but the point is, you know, um, if you're going to torment yourself and then turn around and blame me, you know, for your lack of performance every time you attempt to perform, then I'm going to give in and just sign the paperwork for you, which okay. is pretty much what I was going to do. You know? So how did you get it back on track? How did you, you said you well, thought of divorce about a year ago, but you kind of, things got better. How did, how did you get them to be better? Well, we went to um, counseling, and um, although, you know, the counselor and I, uh, you know, didn't uh, see total eye to eye, 
um, I didn't choose the counselor either. He did. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, um, and she sympathized with him, you know, quite a bit, which was fine with me. You know, I didn't have a problem with that. I said, no, you, you need somebody to sympathize with you because mm-hmm. I'm not at this point. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, from there, uh, he kept, uh, you know, threatening me with a divorce. So I just finally, you know, threw my hands up and said, hey, that is fine. You're not getting this. Um, I am okay with whatever you decide. Okay. And I'm going to let you make the decision. And that kind of uh, probably backed him up, you know, a little bit. You know, because uh, you know, now, now I'm actually putting the ball in his court and saying, hey, here you go. You know, you're asking for happiness. You want to go out and search for happiness. I'm sorry if you haven't found it in 50 years, but, uh, you know, you know, go find it, you know, and, uh, you know, stop holding me up, stop holding yourself up, and stop holding the child up, you know. Okay, so. So that just um, turned things around when? Well, finally, um, my daughter and I went away for, um, you know, a week, uh, on vacation and came back and he looked at me and he's like, um, I want to reconcile. And I looked at him and I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, um, and he's like, he's like, he's like, I, I don't want to leave. I'm going to do my best with, uh, um, uh, you know, going to continue to go to, uh, the doctor for my shots and I'm going to, you know, try and, you know, be um, better for you and better for us and um, not, um, you know, cause so much, uh, you know, headache between, you know, you and I, you know. Um, okay. It's like I realized that, uh, you know, I didn't want to give up the house. I didn't want to give up uh, the dogs or the family or where we live. So I'm like, okay, all right. Okay, and things turned around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, what's so interesting is that, well, I'm, first of all, I'm happy for you. Second mm-hmm. of all, um, you know, what's so interesting is that, I don't know if you realize this, but, but in a sense, you had been, I don't mean to make you feel bad. I'm trying to be helpful, actually. Mm-hmm. But to some degree, even though you were trying to be sensitive, it sounds like maybe you were emasculating him a little bit. And when you said that, you make the decision you know, if you want to stay married, fine. If you don't want to stay married, fine. But it's up to you. It's not just that it, call, it called his bluff in a sense, but it's also that it gave him his manhood back. Do you see what I mean? You, let, yes. you, you told him, you make the decision. You be the man. Mm-hmm. And I think that that played a big role in his being able to be the man, you know, and perform. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to give him credit for the performing, okay? You I'm, what? <laughs> what did you say? I, I said I'm not going to give him credit for the performing. I'll, I'll give him credit for being more understanding that there's a problem. And okay, that well, but it sounds like with. you're on the it sounds like you're on the right track, and right. I wish you well. And I mm-hmm. think that um, I hope that this has been a very um, 
uh, illustrative story for my listeners. Um, you know, it's, uh, it is, it, I mean, we have to take it out of the closet. It is, it is something that is happening more and more. And so, um, so, and these are all some of the things that, that TJ did are all some of the things that, that should be tried. And of course, um, seeking help as soon as possible and not just letting it drag on. The sooner the better. Again, thank you very much. My guest is TJ Allen. Her book, again, is Erectile Dysfunction. A Woman's Story of Coping and Hoping. So uh, I, I, I hope that it goes beyond the point of just hoping and coping and that it continues to be more and more successful, and I think you're on the right track. So thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.